You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Today in Real Ghost Stories Online, what do you do when you realize that a loved one needs more than extra care and time? They need a full-fledged exorcism. That's today on Real Ghost Stories Online. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your Real Ghost Story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is. 855-853-4802 is our phone number to call in and share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear them. You can, of course, write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. And if you really like this show and you want to support it and keep it on the air, maybe give yourself an early Christmas gift or a belated Halloween present because, well, it just kind of has been an odd year uh, and odd Halloween. I suggest signing up. It's only five bucks a month. You do it at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. With that membership there, you get access to all of our bonus episodes, brand new ones every week, access to the 330 some that are there for you to binge away on. Plus, like I said, the new ones every week, uh, advanced episodes of our regular show, all ad free. Um, what else? Our ebook, our audio book. There's all sorts of great extras there for you uh, as a supporter of our program when you sign up there at uh, ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to uh, support the program and keep us on the air. Tony and Carol Hughes joining you for today's show. And how are you this fine day? What up, Tony? Now, keeping it real, yo. Ciao, Tony. I don't think I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, I'm doing great. Good. But you know what? It is a weird year. Yeah. And this, uh, I will say this. Uh-huh. This, two weeks before the election. Yeah. And I'm so ready for that to be over with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ready. And the thing is, this is uh, this episode will be airing likely right around election day. So I don't know if it's going to air before or after the election. So... There you go. Here's an escape. We can't even talk about the election because we don't even know what's going on with the election as of the airing of this uh, this show. I wouldn't talk about it anyway. Well, yeah, that yeah. too. You're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. It's like, you can't, You know what I mean? You can't even have an opinion without saying I know. It's, uh, it's just, it's, it's, I'm just ready. I, I just want, I want normalcy. That's what I'm ready for. I want normalcy and then I'll be happy. Just calm. Between that. The election and the pandemic and all of this, it's like nothing seems normal anymore. No. I want, I just want normal life again. <sighs> someday, someday. Like a vacation. It would be nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 that's one of those things too. You look at it and go, well, can I, can I plan the, a vacation? Can I even, you know, consider thinking about anything like that? Or is that, you know, I, I just, uh, you know. Nothing like that is even on my radar at the moment, but I'm ready. 
I'm ready for it. I'm ready for some of that normalcy again. But who knows when? So <laughs> until then, we talk about ghosts. Which is the normal thing to do. Exactly. That's what we do here on this program. So let's uh, jump into one of those. I'm just playing with my microphone as we talk. Something feels off to me and I don't know what. And that drives me nuts. But we'll just uh, we'll continue on. I don't know. Maybe it's time for a new mic. I've had this one for like eight years. <laughs> so maybe there's something going on that. Uh, let's jump into our first story. Uh, it says, I've always had interactions with ghosts from the ghost of a woman who lived in my childhood home to the ones that inhabit my workplace a school likes to play with the toys while we're drinking coffee at the tables in the morning however the one who made the biggest impression was the one who made an appearance at a message circle that i was attending with two friends a message circle is a group psychic reading it was the second one that I had attended, one friend had attended quite a few, but it was my other friend's first time. We were waiting for the reading to start, and our message circle veteran friend was sitting on the floor beside me while the newbie friend rocked and hummed to herself using my beaded bracelet as a rosary because good Catholic girls do not go to psychic readings, apparently. About 10 minutes before the message circle was slated to start, this young woman walks into the room. She was the early in her early 20s, maybe. She sits down across the room from the bedside lamp. She's come with an older woman, who I assume was her mother. And I could see her face as she turned to speak to the other woman. She seemed normal enough, and I was trying to talk to my friends. But for some reason, my eyes kept going back to her. Something just felt off about her suddenly she turned her head in my direction and we made eye contact as we stared at each other her eyes turned completely black like someone was pouring ink over the whites of her eyes i looked at her mother to see if she saw this but she was talking to the woman on the other side of her apparently oblivious to the fact that her daughter made it an exorcism not a message circle i'm trying to figure out if i'm seeing exactly what i think i'm seeing my friend seated on the floor grabbed my leg my other friend stopped rocking and humming and went completely still i don't know how long we sat there staring at each other this girl and i would have the feeling that whatever was behind those eyes knew that i could see it so while i'm sitting there with one friend clutching my leg the other friend starts rocking again faster and humming loudly and she's working that rosary like her life depends on it at that moment the girl's mother turns back to speak to her and the girl's eyes go clear again before she turns to talk to her mom my friends and i just sat there in shock it was not until later that we were able to compare notes and they validated for me that i had seen what i thought i saw my one friend was so freaked out that I let her keep my bracelet. I did, however, go to buy another one just in case. Thoughts on that show? That would freak me out. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's one thing to see a ghost, but that would be a totally different thing to see that. To see the eyes completely yeah. change and... Like, yeah. I like that when she said um, something about telling the mom that her 
kid needs an exorcism. <laughs> That's always awkward. It's a weird subject to approach with a lot of moms. It's kind of like, well, you know, I'm not, not trying to be judgy, but you ever think, you know, uh, you know, Lindsay over there might need the exorcism, you know. Well, and then when the mom says something to her, her eyes change back. Yeah. That's. But you almost think maybe, I don't know, maybe at that moment, something had kind of taken over her. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It, it makes you wonder if, if the girl was aware even of what was going on with her yeah. at that time, uh, or if this was something that really was just, you know, kind of overpowering her. I don't know. I mean, something like that. A cool party trick or something. <laughs> Harper always yeah. likes to do white eyes where she, she can put her eyes into the top of her head and it's just white and she looks like she's possessed. So, but I don't know how you do that to make your eyes turn black. I, I don't, that one seems like a bit more of a, a, a party trick than that. But I don't know. I mean, they, they make those contacts now that, you can have the. But you can't put them. In, you can't take them in and out. Like no, that. no, you can't like have them in one half of your eye and rotate it around. I don't know. That, yeah. It, uh, it, it. I. I don't blame her for being freaked out, and I don't blame her for buying another. Uh, another one of her, uh, her rosary beads, just in case. I think that that's that's wise. Uh, oh my god! I have handfuls of them. <laughs> Passing him out at every meeting. Uh, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. We'd love to hear them. Let's go to our next uh, letter. It says, hey, guys, I was so excited to share my story with you today. I love your podcast. and I've been wanting to write in. I've always been a believer in the paranormal and have always been sensitive. My experiences growing up were never as pronounced as they have been since I married my husband almost five years ago. He has something attached to him since he was in his early 20s. He's almost 40 now. When you talk to him about it, though, he always jokes about it and brushes it off. Well, last year, we bought a new home. The house was built in 1997, and I instantly fell in love with it. I had to have this house. We moved in at the end of June, and the commotion uh, in the house was regular for a four-person family. It was not until my daughter started school that I started to notice things. I worked from home, and this was the first time I was alone during the days. It started with just that feeling of being watched. I would turn around and nothing would be there. After a while, I'd start to hear footsteps upstairs, doors shutting, not typical floor creaks like you'd normally hear in a house, but heavy and very distinguishable footsteps. I told my husband about it and he just kind of shrugged it off. One night we were remodeling our powder room downstairs. It was around 9.30 p.m., and my daughter was asleep and my stepson was at his mom's for the weekend. We could hear the heavy footsteps upstairs. He finally heard the heavy footsteps. I'm already freaked out about it. So I sent him upstairs to see what it is. And he goes upstairs to check my daughter's room. And her room is directly over the powder room. He finds her completely asleep, like snoring, not fake sleeping. He waits there and pauses to see if he hears it again. He came down shortly after, more freaked out than I was. He said that while watching our daughter sleep in those few moments, he felt the floor creak around him and an audible breath of something in his ear. Now, the AC was not on, her fan was not on, and he was the only one awake upstairs at the time. After that, I'd asked him if she had trouble sleeping or maybe nightmares about seeing if she was being affected by whatever this is. 
She usually has trouble falling asleep. She said there's a big black figure that stands outside her room every night just looking at her. She's not seen him come in her room, but she's too scared to look away. Is this the figure my husband felt walking around him and breathing in his ear? I contemplate it all the time. Whether this is the thing that is attached to my husband or if this is something that has been here because of my daughter. She was recently diagnosed with ADHD and has been on meds for it in the past month. This experience was long before the medication and diagnosis. She said that she has had more experiences since starting the medication. When you research ADHD medication in children, there is a possibility of hallucinations. However, since she was having these experiences prior to diagnosis, I am wondering if the medication has slowed her down enough to really focus on what is around her. I'd love to know your thoughts on this. Thanks for letting me share my story. Your thoughts. That's a tough one because I don't have enough knowledge of ADHD to really, you know, in her medications. Sure. The um, hallucinations and stuff, I think certainly could happen, but I just, I can't really comment on that. I I just don't know. Yeah, it probably very much depends on the medication. And and really, this is something where could it be paranormal? Sure. But you'd also want to rule out any medical possibilities as well. So talk to your doctor would be the best thing to do. And I know you're going to have the fear then of, well, what if they they don't believe us? They'll believe you. Um, Their explanation may not be your house is haunted, but you you want to narrow those things down first before. Yeah. Your husband's having someone breathing in his ear. And That's that sort of, yeah. Your house might be haunted. Yeah, I mean, there, there there's many I things. Like, I definitely think there's something going on in the house. It would be really, that would be a really intense thing. Yeah. If you're living in a house that's haunted and you have a child with this. Mm-hmm. I don't, that would be a tough situation. Certainly. Uh, it, it would be something where, I mean... It, you you're kind of stuck because damned if you do damned if you don't you don't know what is is truly the problem here what's going on and that's what you're trying to figure out the whole time so it's it's a difficult one to know what the what the true uh, you know answer is to any of this but always error on the side of 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 what could be medically going on because but if it's medical with the child does that really help you out any like no it's like great you know so it's medical and we have a ghost in the house <laughs> exactly i mean and, and well the, the child's going to know what it is the, and the thing is we hear so many stories where it's you know dark things or or something seems to find interest or 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 attacks individuals who may be going through some troubling times uh, and and then it makes it even more difficult to differentiate the two of what is actually the haunting or what's paranormal and what is legitimately a medical issue. So that's it, a tough situation. It is. It's a tough one, and it, it, and I I can tell you honestly, there's there's no podcast, and and these two podcasters can't tell you what to do. Uh, but certainly do talk to your doctor. But it's and that is not in any way dismissing that that could be something paranormal. But you got to, you know, get your ducks in a row and see what narr- cross you know, things see, off the list. Because with um, 
medication, mm-hmm. any medication, can cause some serious side effects. Yeah. And if that's what's going on, maybe the dosage is incorrect. I mean, you have to pursue that. You have to. And, and when you're on any sort of those medications, you should be getting checked regularly. Uh, with them, um, a good psychiatrist uh, will be able, will do that, will do regular med checks. Um, if yours is not, then you need to find one that does. Because these sort of medications for things like that, those are not medications you just go on and then hope for the best and then talk about it three years later. You, for the first many a months that you're using it, if not years that you were using it until you find where you're good, that's where you need to be talking and getting checked on regularly, monthly at, a, at the minimum at the beginning and talk about how things are going, how you're feeling, what's being experienced and and let the professionals help guide you. Unfortunately, sometimes you just have like, you know, general practice sometimes will prescribe some of these things without a follow up, without correct um, you know diagnosis. And that's where people can get out of some meds very quickly that they Either they shouldn't be on that specific med or they they need to be talking to someone else in the medical system that can help diagnose them better. I know all this from firsthand experience with myself and family and all of that. So um, trust me, it is something that you want to have taken care of by the right person. But then we get into the conversation of, uh, you know, access to uh, proper medical care for mental health, which is also a very difficult thing to come by in this country. And it's not cheap either. And your insurance probably many times will try and find a way to not cover you on that. So um, I wish you the best, but please do look into that because that stuff can escalate and get really out of hand very fast if it is something medical. Um, 855-853-4802 is our phone number here at Real Ghost Stories Online to share your real ghost stories with us. Let's Jump over here to a phone call and hear a ghost story. Hi, you are on the air. Hey, this is uh, Jack from Essex in England. Um, found your podcast like two days ago. I was trying to get in the mood for the uh, spooky season. Um, so back in like 2014, I spent about a year living in Abilene, Texas with my uh, my ex-girlfriend in, in, in her childhood home. You know, I don't think it was a, an old house, maybe like early 1900s construction at most. Uh, it, it, you know, far from what you'd expect to be a sort of hotspot for paranormal activity. Um, but one night there was just, oh, sorry, there was this, just this strange couple of weeks where things got kind of weird, you know. So, like, I, I awoke one night and, you know, what I'm still convinced is that it was a form of sleep paralysis. Um, but I, and I saw this um, this dark mass, like, floating above me in bed. You know, it's one of those things where it didn't feel like it was just a form of shape. It felt like I could see a face. And it seemed to have this, um, this long hair just sort of uh, draping over me. But the rest just felt like this, this void, you know. I, I used to get sleep paralysis quite often, you know, but it, it, it wasn't quite like any uh, of the paralysis that I normally experience. Like in most cases, you know, you can't move, you can't speak, you hallucinate. You know, I'm sure lots of people know how that is. But um, this time I, I could move, you know, I could speak. Um, I was frightened, but not the sort of like complete panic that you normally feel in, in sleep paralysis. It was just this... I'm not sure how to describe it, just this low-level fear, like, um, you know, what I was looking at was wrong, it shouldn't exist. 
I spent the first few seconds doing my normal, uh, you know, you're sleep paralyzed, go back to sleep, close your eyes routine, which worked like nine times out of 10 when I was sleep paralyzed. But um, it literally felt like something was preventing me, you know, and I distinctly remember um, verbalizing uh, an expletive that I won't repeat for the sake of your show. Um, but I managed to like grab and uh, grab my partner and try and wake her up. And this whole time, I, I couldn't move my eyes from what I thought was this entity. You know, uh, you know eventually, then disappointingly, uh, I managed to break eye contact and just shoot up in bed. Like I was completely drenched in sweat, and like I like I'd been having a nightmare for hours. You know, so you know that could be put down to sleep paralysis or you know a nightmare. But the next day. I uh, revealed what happened in my in my dream, quote unquote, to my uh, my partner, and, and she freaked out in a way like I'd never seen before. You know, she had a full blown panic attack, and event- eventually she calmed down enough to tell me that this was something she had seen many times, like growing up in that house, that it like constantly taunted her, and she believed it only appeared when she was like happy to to disrupt her life. She had a name for it that she claimed like it whispered to her a bunch of times, like um, the uh, got me gotcha, <laughs> like, um, pardon me, sorry. Um, she claimed it like she would like whisper that name to her when she was alone. And like she went to a therapist to uh, to deal with how badly that entity, quote unquote, messed with her head, you know. Now, I'll, I'll be like completely frank with you, like I, I with the deepest respect, because I have similar issues myself. But um, my ex was bipolar. You know, it's not I didn't believe her, but she was prone to exaggerating, and the name itself was enough to make me like kind of question things. Um, you know, she called over like a very heavily Catholic friend who claimed to have experience in performing purifying rituals, and you know, he proceeded to smudge and bless the house. You know, and after that, nothing really happened for a while but one day this catholic friend and his partner moved in with us um which is when like stuff started to happen again you know like i i'm hard i'm far from a uh hardcore skeptic you know i love to theorize about the paranormal i can suspend my disbelief you know to an extent when it comes to a lot of like ghost entertainment shows um you know i've had paranormal experiences before but not nothing this blatant so one day, I, I was like home alone, you know, our two housemates, my then partner, were either out or at work. Um, and I started to hear things. Like, I started, there was, there was this locked room in the house, uh, which we didn't have the key to. It's the bedroom of my partner's parents. And naturally, they didn't want us like snooping in there, you know. Um, I think one day in particular, I started hearing scratching coming from the room, like very, very distinct scratching from the other side of the locked door. Um, you know, it could be anything, right? It could be a rat got in. But like, when I went to investigate, you know, I put my ear closer to the door. I slid my phone under just to try and like get an image of like the potential rat or whatever. Um, and like, it, the the scratching just kind of changed to this like, just like rapping, just like someone rapping their knuckles against the door. And um. Mm. I guess. the same thing would happen it would only ever last for a few seconds but uh, I would hear like the same scratching 
in different places around the house, like on walls that were connected to the locked room. I didn't tell my partner about that. I would only freak her out again. Um, but eventually, like something just way less explainable happened. You know, another day when I was on my own again, I heard my partner call out to me by name. You know, I assumed she had come home early and I went to greet her, but she wasn't home. And she had this really cute corgi at the time. And, and when I returned uh, to the main hall, I saw him sitting right in front of the locked door, just staring daggers. You know, he wasn't angry, he wasn't growling, but he didn't respond to his name being called. And I was going to put it all down to just me not having enough sleep, you know. But a few minutes later, like after I'd settled back down, like I heard the same thing again. This time it was like, you know, obviously coming from the locked room. Like the night after, I, I again ho- awoke in this weird semi-sleep paralysis state to look, see what, you know, looked like the same black mass I'd seen a few weeks ago, except it seemed to be just like halfway through the wall that connected our bedroom to the locked room. And yeah, you know, I just tried to get back to sleep and ignore it uh, uh, at the time. Yeah. And it took like three or four times of my name being called over the span of a few weeks before I decided to share it with the rest of the house. And it turns out everyone had had like a similar story. Like they'd be completely alone. They hear us calling their name. My partner, you know, she said like that this entity had like taken my name, uh, take my voice as well. Sorry. And uh, they did this a lot when she was a child and always coming from her parents' room. You know, and I wish there was some sort of epic conclusion, like something you know, super scary happened, but really that's about it, you know? But like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like the thing that it, it freaks me out that like if this entity is real, that it has the ability to copy people's voices so distinctly. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was particularly like a malicious entity. I never felt like threatened. Like it seems like mischief. It seemed more mis- mischievous to me. But you know, I still wonder if it was real or whether or not it was attached to the house or if it really was attached to my ex-partner. Um, and the strange thing is that like multiple times I used to sit in the closet of the parents' room to record a podcast I was doing at the time. The closet being the room that was directly adjacent to uh, our bedroom. Um, and more than once per recording, I would look back and I would find spikes of just you know electronic interference on my recording, like an interference that wouldn't happen if I used my microphone anywhere else in the house, and that could just be you know glitches. But yeah, you know that's about that's about everything that happened. Like it, it didn't get too bad. You know, thanks for your time. Uh, you know, thank you for all your hard work on the podcast and all that. You know, I can't imagine how hard it must be to get so many of these out a week. I could barely manage one a week. You know, <laughs> okay. Thank you for uh, sharing your experience with us uh, here on the program. It, what what stood out to me, and we can talk about everything that he talked about too, but uh, is the perspective of what is an old house in the United States uh, where he's like, you know, early 1900s. It's like in the U.S., that's a pretty fucking old house. Uh, but I, I know yeah, over there, really but over there, I know not not so much. But uh, that that I just kind of found amusing, just uh, <laughs> that, that perspective. But what are your thoughts on everything that was going on uh, with the with the house and, and, and with seeing those things? You know, there was a lot to that story. Um, but at one point, at the beginning of the story, and he was talking about the, was it sleep paralysis or not? He's yeah. Like, this wakes her up. She has a panic attack. Mm-hmm. And 
And he had said that she would see that, like she thought maybe it would come to her when she was happy, like to take the happiness away, I guess. Yeah. But that would freak me out because if if you're having an experience when you're happy and you're in bed with your boyfriend, yeah, and this happens to him, it's like shit. You know, things were going great for a while, <laughs> and now. You know, so I just think there was a lot to that story. Yeah. And I think, I don't, I don't know. It seemed like not just connected to her, though. Because everybody seemed to have experiences. It, it did. And it, it's hard to, you know, really pinpoint exactly where, you know, where it's coming from or, or what it's coming from without knowing more information. But, you know, certainly there was something going on there. I think he knows that. I think we know that. But as far as the origins or what is, you know, what is the answer to who it is or what it is, you know, we, we probably will never really have the answer to that. Well, that's the frustrating thing about all these stories. Yeah. Is that you never really get a definitive answer of this is no. what it was. And here's the epic ending to the story or something. Because it never happens like that. No, it's always it's just... just <laughs> that happens here's the cathartic coming together of everyone who has these experiences on this show that's how it happens in the movies yeah yeah but in real life there's no real here's the super happy resolution and then everybody can feel great about themselves at the end of the day you know and then we all sit down and have hot chocolate it's uh no but uh it's uh She's found some peace from that because yeah. if she had been experiencing that for a long time, that would suck. Yeah, it would. I mean, d- d- just the constant torment day after day, that would Seriously, certainly take a toll. She might not have really been bipolar. It, it, you know, once the thing went away, maybe that kind of diagnosis of bipolar went away with it. Well, yeah, that, that's the scary thing with some of the paranormal stuff that we talk about is, you know, someone could easily you know, be portrayed or be looked at as, as any number of diagnoses um, when they're really just reacting to a paranormal event um, on a regular basis. But if, if you don't believe that that exists, um, you know, the conclusion is not going to be uh, that they're having, they're experiencing a paranormal event. It will be some sort of other diagnosis. Yeah. And that's the corner that, that you get into, and that's the corner that a lot of people never bring these things up to the their medical health professionals because they don't want to be hauled away and locked away immediately. <laughs> Not that that yeah, would, would really happen, but... It would be a safe place to confide, you yeah. know? It's like, <laughs> I don't know that I'd feel super comfortable. Like, okay, you're judging me <laughs> and thinking I'm yeah. being bipolar. <laughs> Let me tell you about this thing that keeps following me around. Yeah. And it's like, aha, bipolar. Exactly. I mean, you you, you could be checking all the boxes. They're they're sitting there taking notes the whole time. It's like, are you a smoker? No. Do you see dead people? Yes. Okay. Have you ever done drugs? And, and it's like, wait a second here. You said yes to the Who ghost question. It? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's 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 kind of funny that that's not a question that they throw out there when you're doing like the initial visit with doctors of. Uh, everything they ask you that the seeing dead people is not one of them it'd be really interesting to see how many uh i bet you get that box checked a lot if they knew there was no repercussions to it but uh suddenly insurers would be like oh this one sees dead people it's a pre-existing condition done you know so that's how uh the world works here in uh 
Well, who knows? I don't know what's going on uh, as this airs around uh, election time. So um, anyway, we'll continue to be your escape from the insanity of all of that. And uh, of course, uh, just press that subscribe button wherever you listen to our podcast. So you don't miss any episode. We got new ones for you all throughout the week. And that's going to wrap up today's episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. If you like the show, keep us on the air. Become an extra podcast person in the EPP. Ghostpodcast.com is where you sign up for that. Or Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. And get all the bonus episodes and advanced episodes commercial free help keep us on the air at the same time until next time for carol i'm tony thanks for listening to real ghost stories online <laughs>